Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Tuesday, January 26th. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is hoping we get a better show from the Flyers tonight. We have to, Rachel. It's the Devils. Yes. I think that, (laughs) you know, the time for messing around is over. Let's get it done. Absolutely. To stay up to date to see if the Flyers actually pull it off, make sure you are following us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. And, uh, you know, you can always send us in questions. We have mailbags. And if you don't have Twitter, you can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We are your hosts. I'm Danielle. And I'm Rachel. And today we are going to talk about practice yesterday. There's going to be some changes in the lineup tonight. So we predict anyway. So we will get into those changes and then um, have a conversation with Trey from Locked on Devils to see, you know, this Devils team, they look good in their last game and we want to find out why and if they might look this way against the Flyers. Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Honestly, wherever you get your podcasts. So subscribe to get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Sports Network. So Rachel, let's get into yesterday's practice. We saw some familiar faces and we saw some different lineups. The projected lineups uh, that we could see tonight. We have uh, JVR, Hayes, and Voracek together. Lindblom, Lawton, Farabee, Giroux, Andrioff, Konechny, Raffle, Butteman, and NAK. And then for the defense, we saw Provorov and Gosses Bear. Yes, Gosses Bear was at practice yesterday. And then Hooray. we had. <laughs> yeah, uh, we missed you, Ghost, very, very much. Uh, we, then we had Sandheim and Friedman, Haig and Braun, and then Gustafson and Prosser. So definitely some interesting and, and different looks. Obviously, I think Andreev is a placeholder yeah. there for Nolan Patrick, <laughs> which we'll get into. But I think that the defensive pairings look somewhat promising, mostly because it's very clear that Gustafson is the extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get into the defense. So it was so good, like we said, to have Shane Gossespair back. And we definitely, with him joining the team, we saw some change-ups, and I honestly think it's the best. I, I'm trying not to put so much on ghosts in tonight's game because uh, he literally just came back off of being on COVID protocol. So, you know, I think we should hopefully keep our expectations low. Um, he said that he's been doing everything that he can to, you know, stay in shape while he was uh, sitting out. But um, remember, this that pairing of Provorov and Gosses Bear um, AV liked that, and they looked good in, in the, the small amount of practices we saw them together. Yeah, I think it's pretty promising, you know, at least if Ghost performs even somewhat close to expectation. I mean, anything's better than what we've seen so far elsewhere. Yeah. That's very, very true. And I agree with you. I think it's good to have um, Gustafson sit out uh, for a bit just to see if maybe, you know... <laughs> We can write the ship defensively. Um, but you talked about how Andrioff was centering uh, Giroux and Konechny. 
I highly doubt that would be a, a line we would see out on the ice. Nolan Patrick wasn't in practice today. And that quickly, I even saw my timeline, some uh, Nolan Patrick trade rumors. And I was just like, I mean, obviously they were fabricated from fans, but I'm like, chill out. That doesn't even make any sense. And AV put that all to rest saying that Patrick's absence from the main group was for a maintenance day and that he is expected to play tomorrow. That is uh, very important because he talked about, uh, people asked about Goss's Bear, but he wouldn't say if Goss's Bear was ready to play tomorrow or not, or I'm sorry, play today or not, but um, Nolan Patrick is expected to play today. That is good news. <laughs> Every other fan base, please stop talking about Nolan Patrick trades. <laughs> Seriously, I just cannot with this. Like we need to just, calm down and let's wait a week before we start with this again they're so fast i'm just like please enough so after practice we did see some of the injured guys practicing and even nolan patrick getting in some skills work um sean katuri was with him as well as phil myers and coots um addressed the media afterwards and he was just saying like the things that he was trying to do to stay in game shape while he also resting his body and oh my god Rachel you talked about how like severe this injury was and how uncomfortable it would be for the person and Coots said that he was like it was tough a couple of a couple of days after um that it was like really hard to breathe I mean he was just in a, a constant pain and it was a routine hit a hit that he said himself that he takes a, a, a thousand times and it was just this time it did not go well for him Yeah, I'm just glad he's feeling better enough to get back out on the ice, even if he's not ready to play. And one last news about tonight, Elliot is starting. Um, Was that surprising to you, Rachel? I don't think so, especially because there's a two-game series against the Devils. And I think that, you know, he's probably, and by he I mean A.V., is probably thinking more defensively right now. And... Mm -hmm you know, is more comfortable if he's got to sort some stuff out defensively doing that in front of Elliot, just because uh, he doesn't want Carter Hart to get rattled by any of it. Yeah, I think so too. And, um, you know, I think this is a good start for Elliot. The last time he played, he was lights out. So I think this is a good opponent to um, have him play against. So like we previewed, we are here with Trey from Locked on Devils. Trey, Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm ready to talk some hockey this morning. Yes. So let's just jump right in. There's a lot to talk about with the Devils, but I think the biggest thing is Jack Hughes. He has had a hot start to the season, scoring three goals, four assists for seven points in five games. What do you think has contributed to his successful start? Well, he just uh, listened to what the naysayers, including myself, had to say about him, including that you know, he just had to play more aggressive. He had to gain some weight. And uh, I said this in my show uh, quite frequently recently. So Jack Hughes uh, gained about 14 pounds of muscle. He ate about five to six meals a daily uh, just to uh, just to keep that weight on. So Jack Hughes has been doing uh, exquisitely so far, and he is by far on pace to break his uh, disappointing season from last year in which he only put up uh, 21 points. So, you know, he's already, um, let's see, so he's at seven points right now. He, he, he's already close to breaking that. He, he, he's like a quarter of the way there already. So just, just, just the fact that uh, he, he's put in the work over the offseason, 
the fact that we're, we're going to be only playing 56 games this year, uh, the, the fact that he he's uh, looking stronger, more aggressive, because uh, Jack Hughes actually led the Devils in breakaways last season, but now it's converting to goals, and he's also just helping his teammates out. So for Jack Hughes, I'm extremely proud of the kid. I think he's going to um, – you know, prove everyone, including myself, wrong because I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Jack Hughes actually statistically had the worst season put up by a first overall uh, selected forward since Joe Thornton in 1997. So players like Patrick Stefan had better seasons than Jack Hughes, and Stefan is uh, infamously known for blowing a wide open breakaway um, in, in the Thrashers and Stars game uh, years ago. So Jack Hughes, I'm extremely proud of the kid. Well, we all know Joe Thornton went on to do nothing, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's safe to say. <laughs> of course, of, of course, the listeners can't see our faces, uh, but we were being absolutely sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So uh, besides Jack Hughes, is there anyone else on the team that you think has surprised people so far? Ty Smith. So uh, Ty Smith is obviously his rookie year. Uh, at the time of this recording, Ty Smith has actually um, gotten a, a point in his first uh, five games. The fact that he's able to, you know, just contribute at a at a high level, just just at this young age, he is the uh, first Devils defenseman uh, in history to put up a point in his first five NHL games, and obviously, he's already up there in NHL rookies for just putting, uh, uh, you know, just putting a point into the category in his first five games. So for, for uh, Ty Smith, I, I think um, he, he's obviously going to fall under the radar just because it's the New Jersey Devils, just because he's not the highest uh, regarded rookie out there. But uh, if the Devils can finish in a respectable position, look out. I think you have a I, I, I think uh, uh, Smith could make a name for himself to win the uh, Calder trophy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He's definitely someone I wasn't, uh, you know, thinking about. So Rachel, we talk about how the Flyers defense needs to figure itself out and be better. And one area in my life I wanted to be better at is keeping up with my car and making sure I take care of it so that it doesn't just break down on me. And one place that I've had tremendous success with is with Rock Auto. Now, rockauto.com is not like chain stores that have different price tiers for professional mechanics or do-it-yourselfers like I am. No, they have reliably low prices for everyone. They offer the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on, you know, the time of year or what type of work you do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and it doesn't even require a membership or an account login. Yeah, and rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So you know you can trust them. If you go to rockauto.com, you can shop for auto and body parts for hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. You can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices, like I said, at rockauto.com are reliably low for everyone. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. 
Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. So there's a lot of good things that are going on with the Devils, but before we get into that, what do you think is the Devils' biggest or like biggest issue or weakness that the Flyers could exploit? Oh boy, I'm 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 providing a bad scouting report to to my rivals. But um, uh, the the biggest thing that you guys can exploit is our defense and our penalty kill because there's been too many situations where uh, the other team would go into the power play and we just look like a deer in headlights. So it didn't happen in the Islanders game because the the Devils uh you know were able to stay out of the uh, penalty kill and they were at, and the Devils actually were able to capitalize on their uh power play opportunity and that so like their, their game against the islanders was obviously their best game but uh just previously when they lost four to one against the islanders they led up two power play goals to the islanders and um they let up an open uh breakaway and i i, I said it in my show scott wedgwood was not to be blamed for that loss against the islanders his defense let him down so the penalty killers uh just weren't there for the devils um, their defense is atrocious because there's been too many times where, uh, you know, before Scott Wedgwood and before he was put into the COVID protocol, there was too many instances where uh, Blackwood uh, would would have to be savior and keep the Devils in the game somehow. So, um, you know, our defense is mediocre at best. So, like, Murray isn't really doing anything. Severson isn't really doing anything. Um, Subban isn't really doing anything. So, I think for our defense, um, you know, Ty Smith, I, I just said Ty Smith amongst all our defensemen, I, I'm going to have a hot take here. Ty Smith is our best defenseman right now, uh, just based on the the amount of production he's able to do, especially since this is his rookie year. So, um, you know, just, just, just in terms of our defense, it's mediocre at best. And I don't think we're, we're going to be, uh, we, we got a lot to work on. We, we're making steps in the right direction, but, overall just just too much to work on defense and penalty kill problems you say wouldn't know anything about that yeah we'll talk about your guys <laughs> scores uh, in a few moments so what do you think the devils are doing well overall like how's the team performing together as a team just overall um so we're current at the time of this recording we are three one and one and this is the first time in over a season that we're above 500 at any point during the season, because last year we, we were at 500 at one point, or we were a game below, but for the first time we are over 500. And I think uh, part of that is, you know, we're, we're, we're just playing better hockey overall. So I know it's early and I don't want to jinx anything, but the devil's just overall um, sometimes uh, their offense is just, you know, it, you know, I don't know what to say, just just really good right now. And and the fact that they're getting their young guys to step up, because let, let's keep in mind, we're missing three uh, key guys. We're missing Brat, we are missing Heizer, and we are missing Vatnin. Uh, so Vatnin and uh, Brat are still uh, on uh, COVID protocol due to the fact that they have to enter the country 
And, you know, uh, there's also some visa, visa issues that I was aware of. And as for uh, Heizer, he's still injured. But, you know, uh, he, uh, Lindy Ruff says that uh, he's been practicing with the with the team. So, um, you know, just 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 trying to slowly but surely get him back in there. So I think overall uh, guys are just stepping up. Guys are just, uh, you know, scrapping. Because, you know, you look at someone like Sharon Govich, he got the game-winning goal uh, a few games ago. Obviously, he's gone quiet right now. But just a few games ago against Boston, he was able to get the game-winning goal. And that was his first NHL goal ever. Uh, I just mentioned Ty Smith, um, you know, being one of a handful of rookies to, you know, just get a point in his first five games. I think uh, he is the second player to do so. So hopefully he can extend his streak to, I think, a game or two. So that way... Uh, he can be he, he he can get that number one spot, and um, just just overall, it's a great it's a great showing from um, our, our our young guys and uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. Uh, I, I said this in my show uh, a couple of days ago as well. So if if the Devils can finish in a respectable position and, and Blackwood continues to do what he do, what he does currently, I think Blackwood has a case for the Vesna Trophy. So. Those are my two hot takes this morning. So Blackwood can get the Vesna trophy and Smith can get the Calder trophy. If, if the devils finish a respectable position, but you know, obviously it's still really early. Those are some hot takes for sure. Um, but you know, let's, let's go into goaltending. So one big surprise this offseason, in my opinion, was the Devils going for Corey Crawford. They offered him a contract. Then he turns around and retired. Uh, now, Blackwood went on to the COVID list. So how are the Devils filling that hole in goaltending? And who should we expect to see versus the Flyers in our two matchup? Well, uh, the player you should expect to see is Scott Wedgwood. And uh, prior to the Islanders series, Scott Wedgwood hadn't played in an NHL game in like three years. He's been a career minor leaguer for most of uh, his career. And he was a part of the Tampa Bay Lightning's uh, championship roster. But, um, you know, that that can only take you so far, especially when you didn't play a single game for them. Um, as for the goaltending situation, Recently, we got Aaron Dell from waivers, but unfortunately, he has to be in in uh, COVID protocol because the team that we got him from was the um, Toronto Maple Leafs. And obviously, you know, the borders are a little thickening, especially due to in, in times of COVID. So Aaron Dell c- can't exactly, uh, you know, join the roster right away. He's got to go through some procedures in, in order to join the team. So for right now, um, it's Wedgwood and Comrie for for the Devils, and I really hope that Blackwood can return by the second game that we have to play you guys, uh, which is going to be on Thursday. So um, I, I hope Blackwood will be back by then. But uh, the the goaltender you should expect to see is Scott Wedgwood, and Scott Wedgwood, in my opinion, has made great strides because you, you wouldn't realize that Scott Wedgwood hadn't played in an NHL game in like three years. Cause like I said, the first game against the Islanders, he was not to be blamed for that situation because uh, you know, uh, the devil's let up four goals, but uh, you can only blame one of those goals on Scott Wedgwood. The, the other three, uh, his defense let him down because obviously I always say it's not a goalie's fault that uh, the other team has to go into the power play because his players got the penalty. So it, it happened twice and they score twice. So 
extra man, the goalie has to do more work because obviously, like I just said, extra man usually results in an extra goal. So don't don't blame that on the goaltender. It's not it's not his fault that um, you guys are in the penalty kill and you're not, uh, you know, pulling your weight together. Uh, open breakaway. You, defense, you got to backskate. You got to be better than that. And uh, that, that was the end period number one. So that was pretty um, hard to see. And then uh, it was a complete uh, 360 turnaround um, in the second game against the uh, the Islanders a couple days ago or yesterday at the time of this recording. Um, because Scott Wedgwood, what if I told you that a third string goalie who's been a career minor leaguer was able to give the Devils their first shutout win of the season and it wasn't Mackenzie Blackwood? That you would think Mackenzie Blackwood would be, of all people, to give the Devils their first shutout win of the season. But obviously, that wasn't the case. Um, so so I, I think overall, we, we should just be very proud of the, the overall effort from Scott Wedgwood because, like I said, Scott Wedgwood just um, – he, 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 he's uh, holding his ground. He, he has big shoes to fill with uh, Mackenzie Blackwood being out, but Scott Wedgwood did an excellent job. And uh, I, I think he's heading in the right direction. And if he keeps this up, I, I wouldn't have a problem with him being um, uh, third string goalie. Or, Cause I was, I, I said a couple of nights ago, maybe he should just stick in the AHL, but he's proven me wrong so far. I'm, I got to admit that. Yeah. I think anecdotally, the flyers have a, reputation of not being able to score against third string or like backup goaltenders suddenly having an amazing game so that'll be something for flyers fans to look forward to and potentially complain about the nhl season is underway and it's time to decide what bets you're thinking of making before they drop the puck each night and the perfect place to go is to our friends at bet online the teams for the super bowl are set Plus, the NBA season is underway. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Check out all of the NHL bets they have, including individual player awards and individual player stats. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. You know, is there anyone else on the roster that we haven't talked about yet that you think Flyers fans should keep an eye out for? Hmm. So we talked about Jack Hughes. We talked about Ty Smith. I, I think another player you should keep an eye out for is Miles Wood. Miles Wood, like Ty Smith, is kind of fallen under the radar. So. Miles Wood is a scrappy player. He will get into your face. He will do whatever it takes to get under your skin. So Miles Wood so far has played in five games. He has three goals and assists for a grand total of four points. His plus minus is four. Uh, 
to give you guys some reference, if you're wondering why I had to share his plus minus is because prior to this season, Miles Woods uh, career plus minus was like negative 56. So his best season of plus and minus was negative six. So, you know, I say I always uh, said that Miles Wood is an underrated player, but if it's plus minus, so as in if his line would do better, he would be a highly regarded uh, player or, a, you know, a, a better regarded player, I should say that because I don't want to overstep anything. But because, uh, you know, he's put up some respectable numbers. So Miles Wood so far is doing really well. And similar to Jack Hughes, because Miles Woods had 23 points uh, in last season's campaign, Miles Wood is already on pace to, um, you know, break that total points um, wide open. So uh, I, I say keep an eye out for Miles Wood because he's also been performing pretty well for the Devils. Yeah, I know he's definitely someone I always notice when we play the Devils. Um, he's he's a frustrating player for sure. But you talked about Jasper Bratt earlier. He's currently in the COVID protocol, so we won't see him um, tonight when when we play when we face the Devils. But we could possibly see him on Thursday. Um, if you think he will play on Thursday, how does adding him to the roster make the Devils more dangerous? Okay, so for Brat, he he caught lightning in a bottle last season. So he really um, stepped up his level of play. Um, I, I'd say in the latter half of the season, before you know the season got shut down, because I believe he had in the last few games of the season, I believe he was putting up like um, like sixteen points. So and he finished the season with thirty two total points. So. Uh, he got half of his points in just the latter half of the season. So he really stepped up his game and was really, you know, uh, getting on a hot streak for the New Jersey Devils. So uh, for Jesper Bratt, uh, you know, I, I prefer the European pronunciation of it because it just rolls off the tongue better. Um, uh, it, 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 you know, it, it's give or take. But anyway, back to uh, Bratt. Bratt is definitely going to uh, make an impact even in this shortened season because, you um, uh, just, just just look at his three years in the league. So, uh, you know, 35 points in his rookie season, 33 points uh, sophomore year campaign, then 32 points last season. And obviously, he could have had more if the season were to continue fully for the New Jersey Devils because uh, similar to Nico Heizer, uh, you know, if you look at his games played, so rookie year, 74 games played, then, um, you know, second year, 51 games played, and then um, uh, his third year, um, 60 games played so uh and then you look at his points uh i say if he was playing more games his points total would be higher so uh if he played in just a couple more games in uh his sophomore year campaign he would have broken his rookie year numbers wide open because 74 games played compared to 51 games played that's a that's a complete difference or you know who knows what he could have done if the season were to continue if he were to play you know in most of those games, who, who I don't know what would have happened. So for for Brat, he he's definitely uh, a, a great player that the New Jersey Devils fan base wanted. That's why we signed him to a two year extension, and uh, I I expect great things out of him. So he's going to help our rebuilding uh, go in the right direction. And even if it doesn't work out, he'll be a great trade asset. That's uh, good to hear from your perspective. From ours, it makes me a little nervous too. <laughs> to play up against him but one thing that we like to do is kind of scout out the competition from you know people from other teams who have just played them so in the spirit of the enemy of my enemy is my friend 
uh, the Devils just faced the Islanders, like you've been talking about, who we actually play after the Devils. What did you see from them that we should take note of? So, obviously, uh, the two games were just night and day. So, like I said, uh, game one, I, I, I on my show, I gave that game uh, a D performance for the New Jersey Devils because uh, three of their four, four uh, Islanders' goals were could have completely been uh, turned around. Now, obviously, the Devils did not do well offensively, but the, those four goals that the Devils let up, so you can blame one of them on Scott Wedgwood. Uh, the two others came on the Islanders' power play, which is a, which was concerning for the New Jersey Devils because it's like you got to do better on the penalty kill because this is what's going to kill you, no pun intended. That's why it's called a penalty kill or because, um, because you know, it, it's devastating if, if it happens. And uh, then obviously on the open breakaway. So um, for the Islanders, um, they didn't really scare me. That that was the thing, because similar to you guys, I, I and, you know, don't take this the wrong way. I, I expect I expect you guys to finish higher than us. Don't get me wrong. But uh, judging by your guys' latest scores and how you guys have been performing, especially Hart, uh, you guys don't really scare me. If, if, if I, I mean that with all due respect, but you know, so like I, I look at the Rangers and the Islanders series to, that that kicked off their both respective seasons. So the Islanders won the game four to nothing in game one, and then in game two they get shut out five to nothing against the Rangers. And then you know you got the Bruins and the the Islanders barely won that game against the Bruins and the Devils took the Bruins into two overtimes and this is the reigning President's Trophies winners and so I at first I predict predicted uh the Devils to beat the Islanders three to one but obviously that didn't happen they lost four to one but then two games later like I said complete turnaround for the New Jersey Devils by far our best game of the year uh did better in the penalty kill uh we capitalized on a power play goal we shut out the Islanders. We helped Scott Wedgwood so that way he wasn't doing all the work, uh, you know, defensively. Overall, and also not to mention, our young guys were doing well. Ty Smith, uh, you know, contributed. Jack Hughes contributed. So our young guys also had a good game. Sharon Govich, you know, was hustling. At, at one point, uh, he prevented an icing that could have, you know, uh, put the Devils uh, behind the eight ball, like, you know, in the latter half of the game. So just overall, a great effort from the devils against the islanders now well thank you so much trey we really do appreciate it no problem uh, i enjoyed it i'm pretty sure we're going to do it more frequently as the season goes out because obviously we're going to see each other so many times i forget i forget <laughs> how many, so many I forget times. how many times i forget how many times but we're gonna we're gonna yeah. meet each other so many all right rachel so oh man i am not looking forward to playing the devils <laughs> <laughs> no, it's always a crapshoot what kind of a hockey game you're going to get against the Devils, and it makes me nervous every time. Exactly. And, you know, my petty heart, I, I am surprised that I actually am happy for Jack Hughes. I hope he doesn't score against us, but I'm happy that he's not as bad as everyone was projecting him to be. <laughs> So wrapping up today's episode, we do have a Flyers fun thing, and it is happy birthday to Phil Myers. Yesterday was his birthday, and he turned 24. And I, you know, I've tried to keep track of the Flyers birthdays, um, so definitely wanted to wish Phil a, a happy birthday today. Well, happy belated birthday, I guess. Hopefully it was a good one. 
and he's and he comes back soon. Our defense misses him so much. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow recapping tonight's game against the Devils. And as a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So send us in your questions via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle, and you can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Thanks for listening and have a great day.